Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. We are Pets Health is our business, and we're friends like my friend, Neely Piazza. Don't let friends feed kibble. Good morning. Hi, y'all. What you doing? I'm sitting on the couch with a dog. No, say it yeah. isn't so. <laughs> Having some coffee. Yeah, me too. Coffee, coffee, coffee. What's your favorite coffee? Oh, I'm a snob. Um, I doubt that. I <laughs> organic, medium to medium to bold roast, ground at home, all the things. No flavoring, none of that. Full on, straight up coffee. I think that's one of the best inventions ever is coffee. I just do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for giving us coffee. Coffee beans. <laughs> and yeah. letting somebody figure out how to make it drinkable. Right. Although I was listening to somebody the other day and they were talking about um because you know you use green coffee for coffee enemas and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh they said they tried the green coffee, you, you know, just the unroasted beans, and that it was really quite pleasant. Oh so I don't know. All right, but you don't want to get your coffee mixed up, the ones that you're doing as an enema and the ones you're doing as a drink. Well, before it goes in, it probably doesn't matter, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, for sure. Right, right. Uh, You did Dr. Andy's Live this week. How -hmm. did it go? We talked about, um, I did a little spiel on very, very, very surface general about homeopathy and we talked about salt and we talked about CBD and mushrooms for cancer, different types of cancer and itchy feet and how that seems to be the thing this year is everybody has incredibly itchy feet. And, and I'm sitting here watching all four of my dogs just like casually laying there licking their feet after they've had their breakfast and it's like I wonder how much of this is because mine are not having a problem they're just like you know they're just licking their feet so how many people see that and jump to the conclusion that there is a problem maybe it's just like a soothing thing it definitely is. And Mabel does it because she has neck problems um, and it's kind of turned into a habit. Hazel does it. Um, just, yeah, it's a, definitely a soothing thing um, to some degree. I mean, I know it is a definitely a problem. I, I'm not denying that, but I just wonder how, what percentage of it is, a, is, um, a significant problem and how much of it is just a random regular behavior, you know, because my dogs have a little bit of rusty toes, you know, from that. And 
but it's not it's not a problem. Well, I, you know, I was thinking about that last night as we were hiking and I was going up the trail and I was thinking my legs feel like lead. What is the matter with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Lozzie's running and I just, yeah, I, I thought this thought passed in my head. Am I a bad pet parent because I don't notice every little mm -hmm. thing or is my dog that healthy? Right. Well, I think let me interject a little bit here because you know how we've talked in the past about um, people are and y'all don't get me wrong. I, I do realize there are significant issues out there. I'm not saying there's not and I'm not saying that a lot of you do have these problems. That's not where I'm going. But, um, I, you know, I've said in the past that um People won't let their dogs be dogs and won't let them go through their little detox sicknesses and all those kinds of things without freaking out. So how much of what they do that um, some people think is a pathology is not at all a pathology. It's just because they're so, um, you know, because they can't supposedly can't talk to us and all that kind of thing. Um and you do notice everything they do. And I would argue that I think you probably do notice all of those things. You just are aware that they're not, you know, they're, they're not anything to worry about. They're not anything beyond normal day-to-day -day things, you know? I mean, unless I see something that is, that is crazy, crazy out of the norm, I'm, yeah, I don't worry about it. Or don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that we don't notice it because I pretty much notice everything they do. But yeah, unless it's like significantly distressing or different or odd with no apparent precursor. Yeah, I don't really give it a second thought either. And even if it were odd, it would be something like, let me give it three days. Y yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. And um, man, if we could get that, uh, if we could get our pet parents uh, to to sort of calm down about that, we'd save them a lot of money. <laughs> I know. Well, we'd save them a lot of heartache, too, because if everybody would just step back, take a breath, reassess, you know, um, because what happens when you go to the vet? I mean, as much as I um, am not a fan, I mean, they obviously feel like they need to do something right if you came all the way there they're they're not gonna send you away and say oh there's nothing wrong you know you're imagining things they're not gonna do that they're gonna um do something and most vets think that antibiotics are fine and that kind of thing so they're just like here just do this and then you know look at the damage that you end up doing or you know most of them wouldn't give a steroid out like candy but some of them do you know, so you come home with a prescription drug that the vet didn't think twice about. I mean, most of them think that NexGuard is perfectly safe and fine and that Remedil is perfectly safe and fine and that antibiotics are perfectly safe. And, you know, most of them think that at least for the, you know, for the short term. So, you know, you overreact to, to something that is realistically nothing and you end up doing significant more you know significant damage in the long term so 
So uh, I just did a podcast yesterday, Niels, on, um, uh, let's see. Yes, it was on all of the ways that pharmaceuticals lowers your dog's vitamin and mineral content. It interrupts, it, 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 it causes deficiencies. And, yeah. and, and, and so it's not only that it blows out the microbiome. I mean, I guess that's the very definition of blowing out the microbiome is it, it causes all these deficiencies, um, whether it's steroids or antibiotics or uh, pain pills, right? They're, they're all, they all lower and, and interrupt your vitamin and mineral content. Well, so, and they all cause some sort of, um, some sort of damage. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you. Even beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So there is a, I had a call yesterday and I said, I got to talk to Neely about this because I don't think it's a thing, but I can't prove it. Uh, and maybe you can't. So um, <laughs> one one of uh, our customers who, who listens to, to the podcast and, um, she heard about this guy's dog who supposedly had coon hound paralysis, coon hound paralysis. So what is coon hound paralysis? It's a sudden inflammation of multiple nerve roots and peripheral nerves in dogs and, and occasionally cats. But they say, they say it can be caused by an immune reaction to raccoon, raccoon saliva. In humans, in humans, a similar condition that most people are familiar with at this time because of what we've experienced in the last three years is Guillain-Barre syndrome. Okay. So, -Barr, that, yeah, which is right? caused by a flu shot, by the way, people. Yeah. And uh, that's the body's immune system where it attacks part of the nervous system, causing tingling, weakness in the legs. We've seen that on the videos, right? I said, well, I'd always start with what toxins have been in the body recently obviously something happened right something um so uh, it's it's always a toxin of some sort how it got into the body is um you know how do you how do you know that so the goal would be to get it out um and the way to do that would not be to put in more toxins, right? That just makes everything harder. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is on the VCA um, website, okay? VCAhospitals.com. I don't know if they meant to say this, but listen to what they said. What is the typical sequence of signs and symptoms of this coon paralysis? It says signs will typically appear seven to 14 days after contact with a raccoon saliva through a bite or a scratch. In parentheses, they say true coonhound paralysis, comma, after receiving a vaccination, comma, or following a gastrointestinal or respiratory infection, idiopathic uh polyurinitis, something like that, <laughs> which means they have no idea. Okay. So, but isn't that interesting? Comma, after receiving a vaccination. Yeah, they know. They know. <laughs> I was like, did you mean to say that? <laughs> well, I mean, something like that. The first thing you think of is heavy metal toxicity. And, you know, the, the route of entry is 
always a factor. If you have something puncture your skin and go into your skin through an injection or um, a puncture wound or something like that, you're going to deal with it a lot differently than if you ingest it. So, I mean, anything you ingest is going to be a whole lot safer and easier to get out and easier to process than something that you inject directly into your bloodstream, right? So, um, and there, you know, there's all kinds of, um, nature's full of toxic things, you know, but who's to say what it is because they refuse to let go of the, the germ theory nonsense and actually look at the real thing. So there's, you know, there's not, nobody will pay, uh, will fund the studies to look at those things. So, you know, trying to find out what some of those things are is incredibly difficult. But if you look at all of those, all of those types of sicknesses and diseases, whatever you want to call them, they're all the same, right? It's kind of right. like measles and chicken pox and smallpox and monkey pox and donkey pox and whatever. It's all the same. They're all the same thing. It's indistinguishable. It's a, it's a detox reaction that if you suppress and push down deeper with a toxic vaccine that prevents the body from, from expressing it as a kid, then it comes out with a vengeance as shingles later right oh yeah and they are really pushing that shingles vaccine right now yeah and like that's gonna help i mean even again even playing by their rules that doesn't make any sense i mean they want to vaccinate people that have already had it or already expressed it it's like okay well the whole the whole thing is if you've had something you have an antibody, which doesn't mean anything. But again, playing by their rules, it doesn't make any sense. So you vaccinate somebody that's already had it. What good is that going to do? I mean, obviously, it's not going to help anything. But I mean, they just keep changing the rules and making it fit. And people are just like, OK, whatever. What You know, the doctor said I'll do it. It's not it's all it's all BS. And, you know, you look at um, you look at distemper and you look at um rabies and you look at um like what you're just talking about lyme disease and um the coonhound paralysis a, a lot of a lot of that presents a lot of those things present exactly the same way did you um i don't know if you had a chance to listen to the talk from robert kennedy jr that i sent you from hillsdale college um oh not yet i have uh unbelievable now in that talk and it, and you guys it's only about 30 maybe 40 minutes long it's a great talk robert kennedy jr has something wrong with his vocal cords so sometimes it's a little bit hard to listen to him talk but his- yeah he has a neurological um i i don't know that he's ever actually said what the name of it is but he has a neurological disease that causes his voice to be that way and he says usually after it gets better after he's been talking for a while but i've noticed the older he gets the harder the harder Hard over time he has. Yeah, yeah. But in that talk, Neely, it was so amazing what he was talking about. You got for those of you that don't know Robert Kennedy Jr., obviously he is Robert Kennedy's son, uh, and John F. Kennedy's uh nephew. And they've been fighting, you know, the CIA 
for decades. But in that talk, he talks about he's he he, he reveals a lot about vaccines. Okay, all vaccines, and he revealed um, a lot about allergies. And what he said in this talk was amazing. This was one piece that was amazing. He said you can create an allergy in the lab on uh, an allergy to anything. He said by adding the aluminum from the hepatitis B vaccine that we shoot into little babies. And in that talk, he also said the hepatitis B is only for those that are having a lot of sex with prostitution. Prostitution. Well, and it doesn't work either, but they give it to one-year-old infants <laughs> who have no, even again, even playing by their rules makes no sense. Mm-hmm. But he was saying, all you have to do, he said, you know, is go into the lab and, uh, mix that with anything. And he said, and you're going to have an allergy. He said, look at all of the peanut allergies that have come about. Look at all of, and you know, they've got the stats on autism, whether people want to believe it or not, the stats and the facts and the science is there um, about the 72 vaccines that we're putting into kids now versus the three that uh, they were putting into, you know, humans, us, back in the day. And he said they stopped that because it was causing um, neurological problems. And so they don't do that one anymore. They do these 72. Okay. That is a side note. But what I found, what I found what, uh, crazy about that is when we look at all of the itchy dogs, all of the itchy dogs that we hear from customers every single day. I, my dog can't eat this. My dog can't eat that. They ate this and they were still itching. My dog's itching to death. And when you really delve into it and you say, um, what vaccines have you put in the dog? Well, I've only put this one and this one and this one. Okay. Well, that's probably the answer of why your dog's itchy and why we may never get on top of it. Yeah. Cause I mean, all vaccines have aluminum and or mercury in them. Um, plus a plethora of, you know, a, a list as long as your arm of other toxic stuff um, in them. And, it, you know, as time goes on, it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse because especially in dogs, because their lifespan is shorter. So you see generation after generation after generation is living uh, shorter and shorter and shorter and having more issues and um you know chronic illness in children has like skyrocketed it's uh, several hundred to thousands of of percent higher than it was you know just 20 30 years ago um you think about all the children with plaque psoriasis and um all kinds of uh, the whole gamut of skin issues. Well, that's what it's from. Same with dogs. The skin is the easiest place for the body to try to push stuff out. So that's why so many dogs have skin issues is because um, the vaccines, for one, poison them and set them up to react to basically anything that was in the vicinity when they got it. So the 
the system just goes berserk and is trying to get rid of all this toxic stuff and it comes out in specific places so you end up with hot spots you end up with goopy ears you end up with runny eyeballs you end up with itchy feet you end up with um you know elephant leathery inflamed bellies and um ears and you know you name it that's that's where it comes from you and then that's the first step and then you get so frustrated because it is so difficult to calm that down and to to treat that um so people go to cytopoint or apoquel or whatever suppress those symptoms completely screw up the entire detox system drive that deeper and then you know, sometimes it sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work at all. Sometimes it works for a, a limited period of time, but you have to increase and increase and increase and increase the dosage till, and eventually it does it doesn't work at all. And then you have a completely broken dog that with no relief, and that issue comes back. You know, at least ten times worse than what you started with so it's a it's a never-ending chronic cycle and if you you know when you're experiencing that the only thing you can do with any hope of continued and long-lasting success is to remove anything toxic in the environment that you can possibly think of and you know, unless you don't care if your dog is miserable for the rest of its life, and you lose it several years earlier than it should, then you should. And you know, you have to do real food, and then you have to do natural, um, holistic therapies that are going to help push all that toxic stuff out, so that it can deal with it. That's that's the only way to even have a prayer fixing any of that stuff yeah one of the the things that you will hear him say and he said it in this talk and i think that this is something that people don't understand if you don't have the backstory if you don't have the steps that as he calls it the pharmaceutical um cartel right he calls the pharmaceutical industry um a cartel a criminal cartel yeah it is So here's what he said. He said, you know, what happened? Why do they have immunity? Why do they have the ability to do whatever they want and not be held to accountability? Thank you, President Reagan. Uh huh. President Reagan did it. Now, I don't think he maybe he didn't know what he was doing at the time, but he in this talk, what Kennedy says is this. The pharmaceutical companies came to him and said, if you do not give us immunity we are going to go out of tell them why so 20 times they were paying out 20 times the amount of their profit for adverse damages yes and damages for vaccines so they go the lobbyists go to go to reagan and they say if you don't give us immunity or take over um take this over we're going to go out of business and why anybody would think well if you're already paying out that much in damages that couldn't be a good product so why would we want to continue it but 
that's not the way it works. So Reagan signed the 1986 act. Um, uh, Andy Wakefield has a has a movie out about that that came out a couple of years ago that kind of goes through what it is. Um, and it has changed over the years and been amended it, it right now it is it's not the same as it was before but it basically put the onus on the government to to there's a vaccine court it doesn't even go to real court the uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies have 100 percent complete immunity from any damages or deaths or disabilities or anything that are attributed to vaccines that's why they're pushing so hard to get the covid vaccine on the childhood list because once it's on the childhood list they have immunity from there on out that's why they put the flu shot on there that's why they've got all those vaccines on there and in order to um to put it on the childhood list it has to be recommended by the cdc which is why there's so many recommended childhood vaccines on 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 the list so everybody's all in bed with each other. It's all a huge, toxic racket. Well, and Reagan said, why don't you just make a safe vaccine? A safer vaccine. And they said, we can't. They said, all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. unsafe. And, yep. Robert, and Robert Kennedy said, so anybody that wants to argue with you that... And this is his life business, guys. I mean, this is what he does, right? And he's been well, and this is Yeah, and this is a Supreme Court that has ruled on this. Vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. It's in and the it record. And it says it. Yeah, it says yeah. it. It's in the record. And he's been suing uh, governments and uh, municipalities for contaminating the earth for, you know, 40 years. So the reason he took this was because he had women that wouldn't leave him alone because they wanted some help. Because they had taken their child in perfectly normal, got them vaccinated, and they came out autistic. Um, and so he really couldn't, you know, turn them down. And this is how he got involved in this. But but it's a fascinating talk um, that gives you some perspective. And in one of his books, he really lays it out. And um, certainly the one about Fauci, the real Anthony Fauci, it lays out a lot of other things in that book, too. But I think that... Sometimes when you hear a podcast like this, people may think that, you know, we don't know. We're making we're, stuff up. Or we're making stuff it out up. of our back or just pulling it out of our backside or just spouting the opinion or something. This is fact. This is it's getting harder and harder to find it because it's being buried and censored and all that. But, you know, I have an entire room that is full of bookshelves with uh, research books and all on um vaccines and food and the systems involved and the policies involved and all that and it is a total criminal racket big Uh-oh. ag and big pharma are just like you know i can i can hear the uh the swat team now swinging in swinging into your house taking all of your books bring <laughs> bring it on in this talk to neely the other thing that is so crazy that he talked about he talks about how the criminal cartel actually poisoned the people and he goes into um in this short talk about the dates and the states where they were testing 
poisons out on people and they were poisoning them from the air. So he was talking about how they were piping in different toxins through the uh, ventilation system at the Pentagon. He was showing, he was talking about uh, different ways and they poisoned the water and um, comment the on that, the plague, um, you know, the bubonic plague that has come through two or three different times through um, medieval Europe and all that, mm-hmm. that everybody attributes to um, um, different bacteria. It wasn't. It was a criminal cartel going through poisoning the wells. Again, when when we have a dog that is sick, when we have a person that is sick, right? Is it really from bacteria? Is it really from some sort of coon hound toxin? Or is it because the person or the animal has been poisoned? Okay, has been poisoned in some way. And these are the reasons and the excuses that the drug cartels can come in and make these new vaccines and say, hey, everybody's got to go out and get their vaccine. Right. Yeah, it's it's all it's everything is a toxin. All kinds of published studies done on contagion where they have take you know like the 1918 flu for one spanish flu they did um all kinds of experiments where they took snot and um of dying people you know they they took their snot or their coughing expectorate or whatever and um volunteers drank it or sat right next to them breathed into each other's mouths all that um, it, it, no one was sick. No one got sick. There was nothing passed on and they tried and they injected it. They did all kinds of stuff. They couldn't make anybody sick. The same thing was going on with horses. They couldn't make, they couldn't make well horses sick. Um, so there's been multiple studies way back in the day done like that to try to prove contagion. And they have basically disproven it pretty much disproven it because they can't make it happen without, I mean, the way they proved polio was contagious was they've um, took all that um, macerated spinal cord from a child that had died from quote unquote polio. They, you know, I don't know what all they put in it, but they synthesized this stuff and mixed it all together. And then they cut a hole in the monkey's skull and injected it directly into their brain. That was the only way they can make the monkey sick. That's so that's, that's, so. that's, mm. I know. I mean, that, that was the proof that polio was a contagious virus. They tried all other ways and couldn't make it happen. The only way they could do it, make the monkey sick at all was to, was to crack its skull and inject it directly into its brain. So you know what you know what it all comes down to, Niels. It all comes down to you. We have to be educated, and we have to be courageous. And um, uh, one of the exciting z- uh, podcasts that we're going to do tomorrow, uh, or it's going to come out on Friday, is with Peggy Hall. You and I are going to talk with Peggy Hall, who is the Healthy American. Peggy mm-hmm. Hall was and is instrumental in making things happen 
uh, in California. California is a train wreck, but she was instrumental in really helping people write their vaccine um, uh, waivers. Yeah. Waivers. Right. And she is such a fireball. And one of the things that we're going to talk to her about uh, and, and the reason that we saw her is because she was also doing um, talks about rabies and things like that. And we correlate a lot with what's going on on the human side as we do with the dog side. And what we want to talk to her about is how, how do you learn to be brave? How do you um, deal with bullies? How do you take action that is going to safeguard you and your pets? Because this is an area we see across the board, a board that pet parents are not, um, they're not confident in. They're not able to, to look at their dog and make a decision sometimes that is the best thing for them. And the, the one thing that, that Kennedy said in his talk is he said, 67% of people will follow rules, will follow what somebody in a... If somebody that presents themselves as, as an, a, an authority figure, Mr. White Coat, yeah. they will do exactly as directed upon to the point of basically shocking somebody to death, um, harming, harming other people. If they yeah. are told to do something, they will do it. Kennedy was talking about the same thing. There was never, ever a um, scientific study that said that masks did anything. Except cause harm. There were several that said they cause harm, but there was none that showed that they prevent anything. And the only reason that surgeons wear masks is so they don't spit in an open wound or sneeze in an open wound. That's the only reason surgeons wear masks. Ask any surgeon. That's why. It doesn't have anything to do with um, passing anything to somebody or any of that. That's all, that's all baloney. Again, using their rules what they say the size of a virus is wearing a mask even an n95 mask is like trying to keep a mosquito out of something with a chain link fence it's it's ludicrous so it's you know one of the things that we we want to introduce on this podcast are other people right other people that you can listen to that have research that have actual um decades of experience and it doesn't matter what side of the political realm you are on. Be, it is what we are trying to do here is is give you another way to think. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> if you don't believe us, here here's other people that are saying the same thing. <laughs> well, I think that most people that listen to this podcast want to do what's best for their dogs, but they're afraid and they either don't have the time to research or don't know how to research. Right? Um, and. If you look at it from the angle that we look at it, right? And and one of the things that helps open our eyes are how many dogs that we see that are sick, that are in bad shape, that mm -hmm. are itching, that have these allergies, right? And, and it's getting harder and harder to help them. It is. It is. And um, you do, you do have to have them on a species appropriate diet there's no way around that I, yeah I that's a given that's a total given if you're if your diet's not right nothing's gonna work right and 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 then do that and then pause 
pause, wait before you agree to do something that could shorten our uh, your dog's you know health. And and what I mean by that is the the podcast that I did yesterday that's that says you know look all of these pharmaceuticals have major side effects and one is lowering the vitamin nutrition um, in your dog's body. So people will come and say, I need a complete and balance. I need complete and balance. I need complete and balance. But I'm giving all of these other pharmaceuticals. My dog's been on Cytopoint for four years. You know, my dog takes uh, uh, metronidazole anytime that they've got loose stools. Come on, guys. Come on. You you, want to start researching what are natural solutions natural solutions. What is a homeopathic solution? That's where Neely comes in. She can really help you with that. Um, And then we have to back away from, I want a quick fix. Yeah, there are no quick fixes. This didn't happen overnight. It's not going to get better overnight. One of the things that we're doing on this podcast, you and I have decided is that we're going outside of just the regular dog community, right? Because we want to hear from people on the health side for people, because it's all, it's all related. There isn't a dog side of pharmaceutical and a people side. Yeah. I mean, it's all the, a lot of the research for, um, a lot of this stuff is done in veterinary laboratories and a lot of drugs that come down to the veterinary world are drugs that failed in the human world. And they're not as obvious failures for dogs and they spent all this money getting them passed. So they have to use them somehow like gabapentin. I mean, gabapentin is a, is a total farce. They made up restless leg syndrome to have something so they could create something to fix it with. And it doesn't, doesn't work. And so they send it down to the dogs. And if you look at what they use gabapentin for in dogs, there's any number of things, which you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to tell if it was working or not. I mean, Anyway, don't get me started on that. And the other thing that has become somewhat of a uh, theme for the past month or so is, like you were saying, you know, people want, um, well, what can I, what can I add to fix this? What can I add to fix that? In a lot of cases, it's not adding something; it's taking something away. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something that is causing this this reaction or this problem or whatever. And it, it, it had, it's typically something that's being added in. Right. So yeah, there are cases where you can, you can add something to their diet to encourage the system to work through it, but, or you may be short on something or something like that. But, you know, like what you were talking about, the metronidazole and the NSAIDs and the steroids and all that, take those out. That's what's causing your problem. Look at the side effects. If you can still find them, those are getting hard to find too. Um, online, you know, you used to could find it pretty much anything you wanted to know online. Well, they're starting to, to hide all that stuff. Um, oh, I was listening to a, a daggum, um, advertisement on tv for psoriasis and they you know they said if your tongue if it could cause swelling of the tongue could cause blah 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 and then it said could cause suicidal thoughts and death i'm like then why would you take it i know i 
The other thing that um, I saw this week that was incredibly, incredibly disturbing, and I think I sent you a copy, were the payouts, were the incentives to the doctors from um, from the insurance companies, the incentives for the vaccine. Just so people know, pediatricians are on there too. I mean, if you don't reach a certain uh, percentage of fully vaccinated children in your practice, you're docked and you get incentives. The more you can have fully vaccinated, the higher your incentive. And so many doctor's offices uh, work on with insurance and with uh, Medicare and Medicaid and all that kind of stuff, they have to reach those that go out of business, which is, which was the whole impetus behind the freaking Obamacare was to get everybody consolidated into hospitals so that you don't have any, any independent practitioners anymore. So they can't, they can't have their own, they can't use their own heads. They have to do exactly what the protocol is. Whatever the standard of care is, they have to do. It's illegal for an oncologist to prescribe a dietary change for cancer. It's illegal. They can lose their license. And by the way, that goes for vets too. The AVMA is completely against raw. So any vet that prescribes or suggests or talks about a raw diet or natural health is at risk of the AVMA coming down on them and threatening their license. So, you know, don't, don't think that that's not a factor. That's a lot of what's going on with the human too. But, um, you know, anybody that had a backbone would stand up to it and say, forget it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, this piece came out, it's from Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield Medicaid. It's on their letterhead um, and it shows the bonuses that were paid and the push that they were getting paid for were September 1st, 2021. It was the initial incentive payment through December 31st. Uh, 2021, where they were going to get their final incentive. But here's how they were qualifying for a bonus. And it says, if your practice meets the below thresholds for vaccinations with at least one dose by September 1st, you will receive the initial incentive payment based on the following rates. If you get 30% of your people vaccinated, the people that are in this Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, then you're going to get $20 per vaccinated member. And it keeps going through these percentages. So it goes 30, 40, 50, 60. Once you get to 75% of your Anthem members vaccinated, that bonus goes to $125 per vaccinated member. Okay. Then your final incentive payment uh, is calculated based on members who are newly vaccinated between September 1st and December 31st. Um, you will receive the final incentive payments based on the following rates. Again, 30% of those people get 100, you get a $100 bonus. But if you get 75% of your members, that bonus goes to $250 per newly vaccinated member. So tell me, Neely, that this was about health and not about money. 
Oh, you'll never hear me say that. Oh, could... and remember, people, all physicians got these. They all knew. They all got these letters. Everybody knew this was going on. So, you know, if your doctor played stupid, don't buy it. But again, it relates to our animals because look at what is happening where you go in and they say, I'm not going to see your dog. I'm not going to touch your dog. I'm not going to soap your dog. I'm not going to help your dog unless you put all of these shots in your dog. And, and they just leave it at that. And I, again, Neely, it is a sigh up. I don't believe that all of these vets um, want to hurt a dog. I don't believe that. I believe no, I that they want to keep either. their job and therefore they have to have tunnel vision. Yeah. And I think that they just um, don't step out of the box because they don't want to. Well, I mean, some of them, you know, there's there's a lot of. A lot of people that go in for the right reason and get brainwashed and all that. You know, once you're in so deep, you're invested and, you know, it costs hundreds of thousands of dollars to go through vet school. And they all come out with with debt. They all come out with, you know, I mean, the suicide rate in the veterinary industry is enormous. So mm-hmm. where is that coming from? Is it coming from uh, cognitive dissonance and um, that, you know, that route, or is it coming from, you know, we hear people that, uh, um, stand a hundred percent by their vet and, and believe them and, you know, call us crazy and all that kind of stuff. But how many people actually are nasty to their vet and accuse them of, um, killing them or doing them harm or something like that. You know, how much of it is from that, you know, there's two sides to that. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, the whole thing is a complete racket. The whole, the whole system needs to, needs to burn to the ground and start over. But will it? I don't know. I think this is our opening. If it's going to happen, it needs to happen now because this is probably the only chance we're going to get. So if we if we let go at this point, we're going to be pretty much enslaved for the next foreseeable several thousand years. Yeah. So yeah. So so th- the only thing that we can do, guys, is we have to be educated and we have to be brave, and. For ourselves and for our pets. And we really do need to um, look at the the history. Follow the money. There's a reason that that saying is there. Follow the money. Well, and look who has the healthiest pets. But if you have a pet that's really sick, you don't realize that there are healthy pets out there. You're in a bubble. (laughs) Well, I'm serious. If you Mm -hmm. just have sick pets, you don't. You know, you might think that that is the standard. If you have sloppy poops, you have skinny pets, you have pets that vomit, that you think they have uh, sensitive stomachs, you know, dogs that are just biting their skin to the point of bleeding. I mean, maybe you think that's normal. It's not normal. There is 
a better health protocol. One, get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. You got to get them off the crap. Um, you you just got to. Um, you know, Brian sent me something, and he said he was reading something about the histamines and how the cooked foods contain more of the histamines, right? So yeah, he's like, cooked cooked food is is somewhat carcinogenic and toxic too. Yeah, and he's like, you know, people buy these huge bags of you know, this kibble food and they feed them over months and months and months. And he said, and they're high in histamine. And he's like, no wonder these kibble fed dogs itch to death. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why they do, but um, that's definitely one. I mean, and if you look at the, the cost of all that, the, the um, cost of the packaging for kibble that they, you know, the, the, um, the way they line the bags and all that, the the actual physical cost of the bag is more than the ingredients in the food that are in the bag. Right. That's the honest to goodness truth. Yep. 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 All right, everybody. Well, that is the podcast for today. We um we want to encourage you to get over to um Neely. Piazza's new website. Uh, Neely, what's the name of the, the website again? It's wholeanimalwellness.com. Wholeanimalwellness.com. So if you have these dogs that have issues that you have not been able to rectify, you can't get on top of, uh, get over to Neely Piazza. She will help you um, take a look at some different things um, and, and, offer up some homeopathic remedies as well, because we don't want to keep causing deficiencies um, in your dog's vitamins and minerals by putting them on pharmaceuticals. Okay. So get over to wholeanimalwellness.com. Whole or rawdogfoodandco.com. I'm on right, there too. Right. She's on our, our experts page. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet. Um, let us know what questions you have. We'll be glad to answer them here. Please tune in uh, this week as you hear Peggy Hall. I think that's going to be an amazing talk. If you haven't heard our interview with Dr. Tom Cowan, that is an amazing interview as well. And we will be having a Q&A with Dr. Cowan. It will be limited to about 30 people. So um, we will send that information out. It will be a paid event. Won't be much, but it will be a paid event where he's going to actually answer your questions on bacteria, viruses, uh, that sort of thing. And that is coming from somebody who has done the research. And I think that this will absolutely help you be more confident in what you want to do with your dog. Okay. And it and it's going to um, also help you be more confident in your own health. So that's going to be great. Stay tuned for that. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet because here at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business. And what, Miss Neely? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That's right. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.